Thank you so much for tuning in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. We are going to be talking today about health problems in the United States. And with me today is Jason. He's been on my show for many times off and on for the past couple years. Welcome, Jason, to my show. Thanks. Thanks, Kathy. Lee. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on again. It's always fun. I know. And, well, th- we were talking a lot about the pandemic and, you know, all that, those issues for the past two years. And now it seems like the disease disease control prevention is it's getting worse. You know, estimated mm-hmm. six out of 10 Americans are suffering from chronic disease and four out of 10 suffering from two or more issues there. So tell me your um, verdict on this. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's, that's about right. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't agree with CDC numbers too much, but uh, you know, but that, um, that sounds about right to me. I, you know, I, I deal with it all the time. I, you know, I talk to clients all the time that have uh, all kinds of health conditions and it's my, job to let them know what their what the cause is what the cause of their symptoms are and and how to heal uh, naturally and that's whether they have a diagnosis or not um, it doesn't really matter a diagnosis is just a uh, it's just the body in disease dis you know hyphen e-a-s-e disease and we just need to get it back in ease jason before we get too far into this topic. Tell us about a little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah. So I have been a holistic health practitioner for 20 years now. And what that means is that uh, I help people heal from various health conditions using natural means, foods, supplements, um, you know, herbs, detox methods, all that kind of stuff. I have certifications in nutrition, holistic health, and hypnotherapy. Okay. And, uh, and where are you at? Where can someone find you? So I am on, I'm online. Um, I mean, if you Google, Google my name, you can, I mean, I'm, I'm all over Google (laughs) and then, uh, uh, heal, heal, heal dot info is my main website. And then I also have, um, sunrise wellness institute.com. That is another one of my websites, just depending on what I'm, you know, what I'm doing, if I'm doing interviews or if I'm seeing clients. Do you do like a podcast? Well, you're doing my podcast, but do you do like a Zoom where you can have people come to you with issues and things like that? I haven't yet done a live Zoom. That is something that I'm planning to do. Uh, but I, you know, occasionally I'll do zoom videos. I'm not too active on zoom, but occasionally I'll do zoom videos, also Facebook videos, but I don't, um, I don't go live too much. And I think that that's probably something that I want to, you know, I want to change here soon and do that more often. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to the, you know, the problem that we're having here in the United States. And, uh, I was over in one time in Europe and I ever saw something on a magazine saying, we're becoming like Americans, obesity. And mm-hmm. dang, that was in Europe, uh, in Italy. I was in Italy and they talked about how obesity they're getting. But I think, you know, Italians look great, but, you know, becoming obesity 
I didn't see too much of that over there. But um, so what do you think is happening? Why is Americans so obese these days? I got, yeah, I got three letters for you. GMO. So um, for those that don't know, GMO stands for genetically modified organisms. So what that means is, is that the things that we eat, the fruits, the vegetables, the grains, the nuts, the seeds, um, anything that, uh, you know, comes out of the ground or is in a plant basically has been, most things now have been genetically modified. So our body doesn't know what to do with genetically modified substances. Uh, it sees them as a foreign invader. And then it creates antibodies to try to fight this so-called foreign invader. That's where you have the autoimmune conditions. That's where you have all of these things sitting in your digestive system, not able to metabolize and get out of your body. And that creates obesity. Now, in Europe, they don't allow GMOs. So that's the difference. They do not allow GMOs. And it's as, it's as simple as that. Um, organic, which is just beyond non-GMO. Uh, you know, it also means not only hasn't it been genetically modified, but it also hasn't been sprayed with any pesticides, herbicides, anything like that. But the or, but organic, the definition of organic in the U.S. is a lot different than the definition of organic in, in Europe. In Europe, it's truly organic. Here, you have cross crops coming, um, you know, cross spores coming, infecting other crops that might be on an organic farm. But you have the wind, right? You have the wind blowing it from one. Sometimes these farms are one right next to another, right? You have a conventional farm right next to an organic farm. So organic here, unfortunately, doesn't mean truly organic. Non-GMO doesn't truly mean non-GMO, but it is a lot better to do non-GMO. And there's, there's more details I can go into as far as what specifically you should do. You know, you're okay with doing just non-GMO and, and what you really want to do also organic uh that's a whole other topic but um you can always reach out to me for that for that information but that's but that's what it is it's gmos and how they're allowed here in the u.s wow so i you know i, I work out a lot and head to the gym and it's so sad when i see i mean i'm glad the people that are obese they're there you know and i uh, see a few few of them and i'm so grateful that they come and work out but something's got to change with our foods you know i think we're killing we're yeah so and unfortunately it's getting worse they're allowing more and more let's just say crap to get into our foods mm -hmm. and um it's 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 getting worse and there's re there's reasons for that um that that you know i not gonna you know get into detail on this podcast but um but there are, there are reasons for that. But yes, you, you have to be very conscious of what you're eating, where you're getting your food, knowing who's supplying your food, uh, and um, you know, and all of that. So it's 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 very important, especially these days. Jason, what about our meat? What what's your opinion on that? Yeah, so our meat is definitely you know just as bad. Uh, if you do eat meat. For example, if you eat beef, which I personally don't eat, but if you do eat beef, it's got to be grass-fed and grass-finished. So that means the grass is given to the cows the whole time throughout their entire life. Um, it also means that they're out on pasture, so pasture-raised, meaning that uh, 
They have to allow at least a thousand feet between one animal to the other if they're pasture raised, and that goes for chickens and turkeys as well. Mm -hmm. So you want to do pasture raised, and you want to do grass fed uh, whenever possible, and also grass finished. Because what happens is, if you eat an animal that's eating grains, right? Even if those grains are organic. A, a lot of people nowadays are extremely sensitive to many different grains, not just wheat and barley and rye, which has the gluten in it, but oat and corn uh, and rice and all of the other grains you can think of. Uh, many, many, many people are sensitive to many different grains right now. And again, it's because of the GMOs and the fact that, you know, non-GMO and, and organic doesn't mean that 100% here in the USA, unfortunately. Well, where can we buy our meat that give, give us the nutrition that you were talking about? Where can we buy the, buy it? And because I noticed at our regular grocery stores, I don't see anything that, you know, that talks about, or, you know, it's grass here. You know what I mean? What you just said there. Right. I mean, the health food stores, definitely, um, you know, in Utah, I know you have Harmon's, which would be a good place. And then you know, and then of course Whole Foods, um, somewhat, somewhat Trader Joe's, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Sprouts. So you just, but you just have to basically look on the package and have it say "grass fed, grass finished," and, grass. It, and it's hard to, it, it's hard to find. Grass finished, grass. What do you say? Grass finished and grass. And grass fed. Yeah. Fed. Grass finished yeah. and grass fed. Okay, and. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, and then we have that. And then what about our dairy products? What do you think about that? Yeah, so dairy, the problem with, well, there's a few problems with dairy. First of all, we're not meant to eat cow's milk. Uh, we're just not, or drink cow's milk or eat cow's cheese or anything like that. Where it just doesn't, our body just doesn't process it very well. And so um, goat milk or sheep or sheep milk, you know, a goat cheese or sheep cheese is way, way closer to our DNA structure than, uh, than, than cow's milk or cow's cheese is. So, first of all, we only want to do, you know, goat milk and goat cheese. Uh, secondly, it's got to have no antibiotics fed to the animals and no hormones fed to the animals. So, no antibiotics and no hormones fed to the animals. And again, it should be goat or sheep. It should not be cow. Hmm. I buy the organic milk. I mean, it's hundred percent organic. I pay a lot for it, and it tastes really good. But um, mm -hmm. it has um, omega three in it, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is that that's okay, right? That's I'm all on the right thing. Well, yeah. Again, it's way better. Even if it's organic, it's way better to do goat's milk, goat's milk or sheep's milk than um, okay. than cow's milk. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> and that also. It's not only because of that it's more close to our DNA structure, also there are two types of, um, two main types of milk protein, uh, which is casein, um, C-A-S-E-I-N, and there's casein 1 and casein 2. And casein 1 is the one that we cannot really process very well, and that's mostly in cow's milk. So... Um, so we want the casein 2, type 2, which is more in um, goat's milk and sheep's milk, 
which is closer to our DNA structure, because the casein one creates what are called um, has what are called lectins, L-E-C-T-I-N-S, um, lectins, which also grains, most grains have, and most beans have, and 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 you know, uh, nuts and seeds, a lot of those have it. And the lectins in these will go and tear up our digestive system. So we want to avoid lectin-rich foods as much as possible. And again, that's a whole other, uh, you know, a whole other podcast. But people can reach out to me for more details on that. Or they can look up Dr. Gundry, G-U-N-D-R-Y. He talks a lot about um, lectin, you know, what to eat and what not to eat based on lectin content of foods. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been drinking coffee lately. You know, they go to Starbucks and, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and they have their coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're laughing now. But what do you think about it? Give me your opinion on that. So coffee is very healthy as long as you drink organic. Um, so it's kind of the same thing as everything else. And no, Starbucks does not serve organic coffee. Yeah, <laughs> and Dunkin' Donuts does not serve organic coffee. Um, so what I do almost every day is I'll go, it's just because I'm lazy. Sure, I can make coffee at home. I just, eh, I always say I'm going to do it, and I don't. But, of course, it's, it saves a lot of money to make it at home. But almost every day I'll go to an organic um, coffee shop. So a coffee shop locally here that serves organic coffee. So that's what you want is you want organic coffee because you're you're consuming all of the pesticide. So, you know, what they do is they spray the coffee beans or the coffee cherries, I should say, before they start out as beans, they're coffee cherries. They spray them or coffee berries, some people call them. They spray them uh, which a bunch with a bunch of pesticides to so that um, the bugs don't eat them and so that they don't uh, create mold because coffee is very very prone to mold so organic does it in much smaller batches and so they they basically pick them for that they they get the mold or that the, that the birds eat them or other insects or insects or things like that so you know now when they roast the the, the shell of the coffee cherry does come off exposing the bean so you can get rid of some pesticides that way, even when it's not organic, but not all the pesticides. So you still you still want to do organic. Also, whenever possible, here's here's what most people don't think about when they go to coffee shops. Also, is you know how they serve them in the paper cups. So you're putting a very hot liquid in the paper cup, and that paper cup has chemicals in it that will leach into the coffee. I'll let that sink in for a minute. So most people don't think about that. And so whenever possible, get, you know, go to a pot. I know sometimes we're on the run, we get coffee to go. And I mean, once in a while, it's not going to hurt you. You know, it's not, not horrible, but just don't do it like every day or several times a day. But whenever possible, sit down at the coffee shop, have them put it in a, you know, in a ceramic mug because the ceramic mug obviously is not going to leach, uh, you know, chemicals into your coffee. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and by the way, I would I would stick to one to two cups a day uh, because any more than two, which is about 200 milligrams of caffeine if you do two cups, uh, because any more than that can, number one, it can wear down your adrenal glands, so it can create too much adrenaline, 
And then to overcompensate for that, your body's going to produce too much cortisol to have the adrenaline come down. Uh, also, it, um, it, it, it shows problems with, uh, I'll, I'll come back to that because I forgot what I was going to say, but, um, oh, I know what I was going to say. So, uh, coffee is also a um, diuretic. So it's going to create more, uh, and it create minerals to come out of the body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, calcium, uh, magnesium, iron, potassium, copper, zinc, it's going to create minerals to come out of the body. So those are the main reasons we want to avoid more, you know, we want to avoid drinking more than two cups of coffee a day. So I would stick to one to two cups of coffee. There are, you know, flavonoids in coffee, which is a certain type of uh, antioxidant mm -hmm. that can be very beneficial. So one to two cups a day can actually be very beneficial. Uh, get an Americano, which is espresso whenever you can, not just a regular cup of coffee, unless they just made it because we, you know, you don't want the coffee to sit out to, for too long because it loses some of those, those properties. And then as we all know, it just kind of gets stale. Uh, so, so those are the tips and tricks you kind of want to do when you, when you drink coffee and, and, and add raw, you can add raw sugar, raw honey, raw agave, as long as it's raw, mm -hmm. um, or you can add, um, stevia or you can add xylitol. So those are, those are the monk food. Those are pretty much the sweeteners that are pretty safe. Don't overdo it on the, the honey or the, um, sugar, even if it is organic. I mean, I'm sorry, even if it is raw. Because um, it should be organic too, by the way. But even if it is raw, because it will still spike your sugar levels. So just kind of limit it, you know, to a couple packets. But um, but, but those are kind of the tips and tricks. And obviously, I'm going to say don't put milk in there. You can use a little bit of uh, if they have coconut milk, that's the best um, because oat milk is going to have lectins in it, and it was we talked about earlier. Um, almond milk, if it not from blanched almonds if it still has this the skin on it it's going to have lectins in it so um whenever possible do coconut milk hemp hemp milk is fine too um you know not a lot of people drink hemp milk in their coffee but you know but coconut milk if they have it if you want to do something like that in your in your coffee is fine mm -hmm. this is interesting what about um let's talk about those power drinks you know, that people seem to have like in the morning to get them going, you know, there's, mm -hmm. um, pick me up. What are they called? Like, oh, I can't think of a name of them right off the hand, but they're power like drinks. Monster. Yes. Yes. Red Bull. Yes. Red Bull. Yeah. Red Bull. Bull. And, um, yeah. I think wings, I'm not really into those. I rather hit the gym and get my, you know, um, body moving, but anyway, but I see so many young people drink those and I'm like, shake my head, like, no, stay away from them. What do you think? Yeah, they're horrible. Not, not only they're going to have, they going to have too much caffeine and most of them have about 300 milligrams of caffeine and higher. So that's, that's way too much to drink at one time. Um, the other, the other problem is that they have all kinds of chemicals in them. A lot of times they have, of course, a lot of sugar in them, which is always bad. Um, and they, and they put all kinds of chemicals in them. They put, you know, artificial colors, artificial flavors, uh, which, you know, a lot of people are, are sensitive to, but even if you're not sensitive to eventually that's going to put a wear and tear on your, 
cellular DNA and can create, you know, problems with uh, cellular DNA conditions later on in life, such as cancer and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, we want to avoid energy drinks at all costs. I just want to bring up something else, too, that I know is that a lot of people are suffering. Two out of ten are suffering these types of diseases. Two um, types of diabetes, that's a two diabetes, yeah. Alzheimer's, stroke, heart disease, cancer, chronic kidney disease, and chronic lung disease. I'm like, whoa, mm -hmm. chronic lung disease? I mean, there's, you know... Yeah. I don't know about you, but I just past couple year, um, couple months, I had two family members that died of a heart attack, and they were very young for their age. Yeah. And I just shake my head like, "What in the heck is going on? What? You no, know, talk to me. Tell me what, what, what's your opinion on this, Jason?" Yeah. So heart heart problems are directly related to what we call bad oils, so trans fats or hydrogenated oils. So. Um, we want to avoid the bad fats. We want to avoid things like canola oil. Um, I know a lot of times it's being calories and health food, but it's not. Canola oil will, will hugely reshape the structure of your cells, which is what you do not want. Mm -hmm. And they give it to, they give it to cattle to fatten them up. Uh, and it's, it's just horrible for you. Uh, so, Again, it messes with the DNA structure of your cells, which can create heart problems. It can create cancer. So there's there's certain oils that are good for us, such as olive oil, such as coconut oil, and um, you know there there aren't too many uh, palm palm fruit, not palm kernel, but palm fruit oils is healthy. Uh, but most oils are what we call bad oils. And even if they're not hydrogenated, even if they're not turned into trans fats, which is even worse, they're still bad even in the liquid form that they're currently in, in the unrefined form. Like, you know, we don't want to do canola oil. We don't want to do peanut oil. We don't want to do sunflower oil. We don't want to do safflower oil. Now, some oils are worse than others. But um, but those are, you know, all your basic vegetable oils, especially, of course, soybean oil. All of those oils are horrible for us. So we want to avoid those at all costs. That is responsible for a lot of the cancer and a lot of the heart disease that we see now. Um, as far as diabetes, obvious, you know, the obvious answer is sugar. Um, any sugar is going, to, is going to create problems with um, clogging up your pancreas eventually which is going to first cause insulin resistance which is a huge deal nowadays and if you don't treat that it's that insulin resistance it's going to turn into diabetes so we're talking about right now we're talking about type 2 diabetes the diabetes that develops later on in life so we want to avoid obviously want to avoid all refined sugar and um, any sugar that's isolated, we want to avoid. So any sugar that's not connected to a plant, like a fruit, we want to avoid. Even fruits, we don't want to overdo it. We want to eat fruits right when they're ripe or just before they're ripe. After they're ripe, they lose all their enzymes and they turn to pure sugar. So wow. they start to ferment. So, yeah. So so we don't want to overdo it on fruits either. Um, but, but fruit, as long as it's you know, just right or just below right, we're, we're okay there for the most part, depending on the fruit. Um, but yeah, any sugar that's isolated or refined, we want to avoid. But the big, the biggest one that clogs the pancreas 
so that the pancreas cannot work and produce the proper amount of insulin. The, the, the quickest is the high fructose corn syrup, which we probably most of us have heard of. So the high fructose corn syrup is the worst, but also any refined sugar is bad. It's, it's, it's all bad. And like I said, you can do raw stuff in moderate amounts, but not huge amounts like raw sugar, raw honey, raw agave. Reason for that is because it's raw, it still has the enzymes to break down the, uh, the sugar in there. Whereas if it's refined, it no longer has any enzymes. So all it's going to do is it's going to go spike your sugar level. It's going to make your pancreas work harder. And then eventually it works to the point where it's producing, it's overproducing insulin, which is the insulin resistance. And then if we don't treat that, it's going to eventually stop producing most insulin, which is going to, which that's when you have diabetes. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody out there, don't eat. Don't eat any food. <laughs> I'm don't eat food, right. Yeah, just the worst like, food, just, you know. Don't, don't eat, don't eat. It's, no, no brownies, yeah. no cookies, no, no. But anyway, right. I'm teasing bit. Yeah, as long as you use raw sugar and some good stuff there, you can make it work. But anyway, mm -hmm. let's talk about something that too, the kidney disease and chronic lung disease. So mm -hmm. give me your opinion about, especially with, you know, chronic di kidney disease. Uh, what in the heck is going on out there with this? So again, it's, it's food, certain foods and certain drinks that we have that make the kidneys work harder. So any, so there's a lot of foods, a lot of medicines, a lot of supplements, uh, a lot of drinks that get filtered through the kidneys and that makes the kidneys have to work harder. So all the crap and food that we're eating and drinking right now is um, some of it is, is more broken down in the liver, but some of it is also more broken down in the kidneys and these kidneys and then your kidneys are having to work harder to filter everything out. Eventually that's going to make the kidneys clog up. And when the kidneys clog up, that's when you have kidney disease. You're either urinating too much or you're urinating not enough. Your, uh, you know, your urine is changing color. Your pH balance, it's, it's affecting your pH balance. You're becoming too acidic. When you become too acidic, uh, the body needs to um, overcompensate for that. And the kidneys are a huge part of trying to overcompensate for your body to be acidic because we're supposed to be pH balanced. So, um, so anything that we do, a lot of things that we do and take in, uh, the kidneys are working extra hard to filter and then eventually the kidneys start to shut down and that's what's causing the uh, kidney disease. Uh, as far as lung disease, that's usually directly related to some type of illness, obviously smoking, of course, but uh, oftentimes when we get lung disease, it's, re it's related to chronic or repetitive illness such as respiratory illness, um, you know, sinusitis or bronchitis or things like that, that a lot of people nowadays are getting a lot because our immune systems are very weakened right now by the environmental toxins that, that are created right now and then also the foods that we eat. Not to mention all of the people that got COVID. So all the people that got COVID that are now having long COVID symptoms, it's affecting the lungs in a major way. Mm -hmm. So that's all of that combined is creating a lot of these, these lung diseases right now. And are there ways to, to heal this, all this stuff? Absolutely. That's why um, people can reach out to me. I can help them heal from all this stuff. But 
that's what's going on with the lungs right now. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering when I noticed that it said chronic lung disease, I felt I knew it came from, you know, cola. So what's going on? A lot of it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those shots that they got, I just know back to cola here, um, uh, quite a few of my friends, oh, I got to get the shots. I'm going to get my booster shot. And I got to do this. And then turns around, they all get cola. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked, we've talked before on how I feel about the, the shot. It's not even a shot. Um, it doesn't even fit the definition of a vaccine because yeah. there's no quote unquote virus in there. It's mRNA technology, which eventually starts to uh, disturb the structure of your DNA. So um, never a good idea to get COVID shots. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people were duped, and that's just how it is. And now we can uh, help help those people detox from all of the toxins that are that are in those shots. And that's one thing that I do now. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about okay detox? Let's talk about that. Um, I usually do like a fast where I go mm-hmm. and eat for, you know, two days. You know, I just, mm-hmm. but I drink my water, don't get me wrong, but I just don't eat any of the food. And I detox. Now, how do you feel yep. about that? That's a healthy That definitely habit? helps, absolutely. Um, yeah, fasting absolutely helps the detoxification process because if your body is not always trying to break down food, uh, then it has the chance to heal, detox and heal. So, um, yeah, of course, we don't want to over, overdo right. it on the fasting. But, you know, I would say if you fast one day a week, that's fine. Even two days a week is fine. Um, you know, that's that's perfect if you can if you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to do for anybody. It is hard. I, I can't do it. <laughs> it, it, it. It is hard to do. Um, but that a lot of times that's why it, for some people intermittent fasting uh, it is a good idea because it allows the body to kind of recharge for longer. Um, and depending on when you, you know, when you eat and when you don't eat depends on your metabolic type and basically when you get hungry, like at what time of the day you get hungry. And if you get hungry in the morning, eat the morning and then don't eat in the evening. If you get hungry in the, in the later in the day, um, but you're not hungry in the morning, then don't eat in the morning. You know, read your body because some people get a lot hungrier as the day goes on. Other people get hungry. Their their biggest hunger is in the morning. Mm-hmm. So so read your body and don't eat when you're not. Eat, eat at the time you're hungry and don't eat at the time when you're not hungry. Right, I, that's, that's the basic rule for intermittent fasting. There's no one size fits all. Right. Don't listen to anybody that tells you to to just fast in the morning and, and start eating at two o'clock in the afternoon. If you get hungry in the morning, absolutely do not do that. You, you, you can do the same thing in the evening with the intermittent fasting than you can in the morning. Depends on when you get hungry. Okay. You're probably going to die. If you know about my structure, I fast, I have a breakfast, you know, and then mm-hmm. I do a fast and I fast all day. And I know this sounds terrible, but it feels really good. When I, for me, it does. This is for me. And then I head to the gym, do a lot of cardio. I just do cardio. I don't do much weights, but just cardio a lot. And then I come home, and it's late at night. I I leave about ten o'clock at night. 
you know, do uh, 45 minutes of cardio. I know that's a lot, but I can do it. And then I come home and I drink electrolytes, water. Oh, I feel so good. Mm -hmm. I can feel through my body and it feels really, really good. And then I sleep really good at night. I know that sounds That's great. It's very bad. You know, people, oh, I can't work out at night. I'm up all night. Well, if you do it right, you know what I mean? Yep. If you do it. it again, it's about sleep. reading your body, knowing your body. Yeah. And I if that works body. for you and you feel great, yeah, that's then that's, great. What you, that's what you should do. You, you've got, you know, do something for about, a, you know, about a week or so. Try something. If okay. you end up feeling better. Then it's working for you. If you end up feeling worse, then try a different type of patterning for your own body type. Yeah, I drink really good water, electrolytes, and uh, it feels really because I had nothing in my body. So, and then I did a workout, and I felt great in the morning. So, yeah, you think I'd be mm -hmm. starving, but yeah. now I'm not. I'm not hungry at all. So, um, well, <laughs> normal hungry, but not you know starving. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. So detox, let's get back to detox because um, I know I've done this before and it's something that my grandmother on my father's side, she's part Indian, Cherokee Indian, and she told me that um, when you get really the flu or feel like you're getting sick or anything, get under a heating blanket and detox yourself and it works. For me, it works and I pass it on to some other friends and go, oh, Kathy, it Worked. It worked great. I had a meeting in the morning and, you know, I didn't know what to, I was going to do. And I said, detox that night. And, uh, but it's hard. You have to stay under that heating blanket and you have to turn up high and you just got to sweat it out. And uh, but mm -hmm. drink water. Make sure you drink water. Is that correct? What do you think about that? Yes. You know, absolutely. Everything you said is, is right on. Um, so, yeah, you, the quicker you can get the, uh, Stop you know, out. the virus or the bacteria or the fungus or whatever you have out of your body, the quicker you're going to feel better. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is to sweat, is to sweat it out. Absolutely. Um, drink a lot of water, of course, and eat as little, eat as little food as you can mm -hmm. so that your body is working on getting all of the um, invaders out of your body rather than trying to metabolize the food. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, um, that's, that's, that's exactly what, what you should be doing. Yeah, my grandmother did that to me. I stayed with her one summer, and I got the strangest flu, and she detoxed me that way. She put a heating blanket on me, and she just, yeah, and I, you know, strip down to your, like, you know, your underwear and stuff like that, and then get in the sheets and stuff and a heavy blanket with a heating blanket, and, man, she sweated out of me the next morning. I was feeling great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I've done it ever since. And it really knocks out anything that you're feeling sick. And it was great for the wintertime, too. <laughs> but um, but yeah. make the long story short and take your vitamins, too. You know, your vitamin D and C afterwards. And, you know, you'll be okay. But that's my opinion. Sure. That helps me. You know, I. what's your opinion? Do you have a, you know, a wonderful way yeah. to detox? So everybody has different needs. Um, okay. When you talked about vitamins, everybody has different needs. When you talked about detoxing, everybody has different needs. Uh -huh. So it depends on what's affected in your body. It depends on what part of your body is affected. 
so it is your is it your liver? Is it your digestive system? Is it your kidneys? Uh-huh. Is it your heart? Is it your lungs? It, it all depends on what part of your body is affected the most. Right. And then we want to focus on detoxing that part of the body first because that's your core problem. And then it's going to go ahead and, uh, you know, it's going to go ahead and trickle down to help to detox the other parts of your body. So that's got to be very individualized. Now, if you want just a, just a general detox, buy a far infrared sauna. Um, and, and that way you sweat, you sweat it out. You sweat out all of your toxins. So with the far infrared sauna. So, um, these uh, infrared rays in the sauna penetrate two inches deep into the skin and literally pull out toxins through the skin, through your pores. Now, there's various, there's a lot of different brands, but there's only a few brands that test for the toxicity of the wood that they use and also the electromagnetic frequencies, EMFs, mm-hmm. in the heaters. So, one one company that I really like, and I don't, you know, I don't get endorsed in by anything with this company, but um, there's one I really like called Thera Sauna. It's T H E R O Sauna. Um, there's a few others, but I really like that one because they test their wood for toxicity that they use, and also they test um, the uh, electromagnetic frequencies in their heaters, which is at a very, very low level. So, um, but yeah, you do that. Um, drink obviously a lot of water, replace your trace minerals. When you're doing that too, and your um, sodium with uh, him, you know pink Himalayan sea salt, preferably, and, uh, and do it. You know you can do that up to once, you know once a day, uh, build up to 45 minutes a day for you know for a month, mm-hmm. and then just do it like three times a week after that, uh, just to maintain it. And that's really the best thing you could do to detox the whole body. Okay, let's go back to talking about this sonic. Um, you said there were signs about ra- uh, raises that you can buy, like the uh, that you sit in. Yeah, so it's again, it's called a, a far infrared sauna, so it uses infrared, uh, which is the same thing the sun has. The sun has ultraviolet rays and infrared rays, mm-hmm. so it's infrared that, that makes you feel warm from the sun. And, um, if you can isolate that, it's going to detox you, which is what these infrared saunas do, is they isolate those infrared rays to detox you. Okay. So, again, um, I really like the brand Therasauna, T-H-E-R-A, sauna. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's one that I really like. But, um, but yeah, best way to de- that's really the best way to detox the whole body and keep it detoxed. Where can you and get then, one of these sauna boxes? Where can I purchase one of these? What do you recommend? So it would be either through a distributor uh, or I think you can go, I think it's therasauna.com, but you can definitely Google therasauna and it'll pop, their website will pop up and you can you can easily get it from them as a company or you can get it through a distributor in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, easy, easy to find, easy to look up. And, um, you know, they, they have one person, two person, three person, four person, five person saunas. Um, obviously they go up and they go up in price, the more person, you know, sauna it is, or if it's a corner unit, the price goes up, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, they're not, they're not cheap, but they're worth it. In the meantime, if you can't afford a sauna at the moment, 
there's probably a place in your area, a healing center in your area, that has an infrared sauna that you can use. You can rent it out. Um, you know, usually they'll have like a monthly membership for a couple hundred bucks a month. And um, you can go and use use the sauna at a facility, uh, uh, you know, a healing wellness facility. You can use the sauna there, go every day um, if you want. So, but you can do that as well until you can afford, afford a sauna of your own. And you can look that up. You know, uh, infrared sauna, far infrared sauna in my area, that kind of thing, and and probably those those facilities will come up. I mean, if you're in a small town, they probably won't. But any any decent sized town or city is going to have at least one wellness center uh, in your area that has you know at least one or maybe even two of those types of uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. There's something else too. What about those places that you go in and you freeze your body? You stand in there and just uh-huh. freeze. Is that good? Would you highly recommend it? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's good for inflammation. Um, it's good, definitely good for pain and inflammation. Um, it's also good for preserving your body. It's a good anti-aging technique because um, it allows the, uh, it, it activates the uh, the cells in the body to take in more, more ozone and more oxygen and more hydrogen. So um, that's a good kind of good anti-aging tool. It kind of helps with um, repairing DNA of the cells, that kind of thing. So um, it's it's definitely helpful in a lot of circumstances. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's not going to hurt anything. And, and, you know, you can do that, especially, yeah, especially with pain and inflammation. It's, it's really good for, it's really good for that. And also activating uh Activating uh, ATP in the mitochondria of the cells, which is basically the energy that the cells uh, use, uh, and and as that's the reason that we, you and I feel energy is uh-huh. when we have a lot of uh, ATP uh, floating around in our in our uh, mitochondria of our cells. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, what is the number one problem in health? You know, there are health problems today. What's the number one? cause of health problems today what do you think i again i would i would have to say genetically modified organisms is the number one health cause of health problems um followed by um you know hydrogenated or oils or trans fats um or bad oils um, and then sugar um those are those are the three things but i think that genetically modified organisms is probably number one and what about, so I, I would recommend it. What about overweight and obesity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from, that's absolutely from GMOs. Uh, GMOs. Because again, our body doesn't know how to metabolize those. Uh, and they create, um, they create antibodies to fight up what they think is an invader. And so by these GMOs just staying in our body and not metabolizing, it's creating, ob- it's creating obesity. So whenever we have stuff that we can't get rid of in our body, we're going to get fat. And so GMOs are directly related to obesity, absolutely. Okay, and then another one that's on my mind, because what about a stroke? What causes a stroke? So there could be different causes. Um, So stress never helps. Um, Stress that that raises your blood pressure. Um, You know, definitely high blood pressure. Can cause a stroke as it can cause a heart attack and um, that can be from stress that can be from uh, 
you know, certain foods that we, that we eat. And, um, it could be from, uh, you know, a, a mag, it could be from a magnesium deficiency, uh, you know, which, which creates, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, um, veins and art and arteries to tighten. So what, and constrict. So whenever you have arteries constricting, blood vessels constricting, um, that's going to contribute to both heart attack and stroke. And, um, and so not having enough trace minerals in our, in our system can definitely cause that. Not metabolizing a lot of, a lot of food sensitivities now. So we can't even metabolize certain, uh, minerals and nutrients and vitamins that we're getting. So even if we take vitamins or minerals, even if we eat foods with vitamins and minerals in it, uh, we're not metabolizing them. We're not breaking them down. They're just going right through us. We're not absorbing them. We're not assimilating them. So that's going to eventually constrict the, uh, the blood vessels, which is going to create um, heart attack and stroke. But yeah, you've got to watch your stress level. You've got to watch your blood pressure. You've got to watch uh, what you're eating and drinking, just like anything else. And then sometimes supplements uh, are indicated uh, to help avoid heart attacks and strokes. Some certain supplements are indicated, such as magnesium, such as coenzyme Q10. It just kind of depends on the person. Uh, hawthorn berry is another good one. Uh, grapeseed extract is another good one. It just, it kind of just depends on the person and what I feel is contributing to a factor that might, might end up causing them, you know, a heart attack or a stroke. So there, you know, there are definitely different causes. Um, a lot of us know now that the shots, which I was kind of predicting even before this all came out, but the, the COVID shots are creating an environment in the body where it's causing um, heart attacks and strokes, and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of things, a lot of things going on right now contributing. What about people who tend, like I go to the gym a lot, like um, two to three, well, at least three times a week, and uh, then I do other stuff outdoors. But I hit the gym and I hit that treadmill. Um, would that help me prevent me from getting a stroke and a heart attack? Exercise absolutely helps. Absolutely. hundred percent. It helps dilate the blood vessels, which is what you want to avoid heart attacks and strokes is you want your blood vessels to be more loose, not as rigid. You want your blood vessels to be more loose and you want them to be dilated. And that's going to help bring down your cholesterol. That's going to help bring down your blood pressure. So, um, as well as your blood sugar because you're going to be metabolizing things better because you're moving things through the body when you exercise. So, yes, exercise is a great way to help avoid um, heart attacks and strokes, for sure. Right. And um, why I drink a lot of electrolytes water, because I'm too afraid of the juices that they say, oh, it's healthy. You see the, you know, the gym, I look at them, I think, oh, I don't know about that. I may have too much sugar. Or when I do look at the sugar, it may have a lot of, something else in there that's not quite sugar and i i walk away from yeah that. artificial artificial sweeteners are just as bad as sugar just in the, just in a different way um but but yeah if you don't want to we're not made to drink an eight ounce glass of juice um that's going to have as much sugar as a can of soda so um you know i don't care if it's fructose it's still isolated and so 
we do not want to drink juice by not at all. So um, if you if you want your fruit juice, eat some fruit. <laughs> but um, but yeah, electrolytes. Uh, we definitely need to replace those electrolytes, those those minerals um, when we exercise. You know, um, and as well as the uh, the sodium if we're heavily exercising. But I only recommend usually the uh, Celtic sea salt or the Himalayan sea salt for that. Don't do the refined salt. That's uh-huh. not that's not going to be good. Sea salt, but um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what you want to do is you, you want to replace those uh, those electrolytes, which are part of the uh, mineral family, uh, the potassium, the magnesium, the calcium, the sodium. Uh, and as well as your other uh, your other trace minerals, it's always good to get a good trace mineral form, like a liquid trace mm-hmm. mineral formula, um, because it also activates the electrical system in our body. Our body runs on electricity, so that's why we get shocked when we touch something, right? <laughs> so um, yeah, those trace yeah. minerals help that electrical system going, especially in the heart and in the brain. Hmm. Interesting. This is really, really enlightened. I, um, you know, I, I do, when I do go to the gym, I see people there at the gym, a few of them, they're just trying their heart out, you know, and, uh, and I know they give up so easy, but don't give up. Just keep coming to the gym. Even if you're doing cardio, just keep coming, come, because it will slowly come off. Definitely. A little is better than nothing. If you can't do, I mean, don't try to do a bunch of cardio when you haven't gone to the gym in five years. You know what I mean? Right, like right, right. start small, <laughs> start small, see what your body can do, build up from there. Believe it or not, your body builds up very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So quicker than you will anticipate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can work up to, you know, start with five, start with five minutes a day of cardio if, if that's all you can handle. Right, uh, and then right. for a week, and then go up to 10 minutes, and then a week, and then go up to 15, go up to 20. Um, okay. Ideally, um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing now, they found that 20, studies have found that 20 minutes of cardio a day is extremely beneficial. It will make a huge, huge difference in your lifespan. Right. Um, the most you should go up to, if, if you're talking about heavy, heavy cardio, like running on the treadmill, something like that. Um, or just running outside, whatever. Um, the most you want to do is 45 minutes right, a day. Right. You don't want to get past that. Right. Um, so if you're doing walking, then up to an hour and a half a day is fine. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to overwork our heart. We can also overwork our heart. Our heart's a muscle, right? So we can definitely overwork our heart by doing too much cardio. But that could, that could balance somewhere between you know 20 minutes a day and 45 minutes a day. Of cardio is, is going to be perfect. Right, right. That's so and take true. a day off. Take one day yep, off a that's week. True. Too. That's true. Well, I take every other day off. I just have to get back on the cardio. But then if I take, this is me, this is Kathy. I, I'll i go 20 minutes cardio and then I'll do light weights and then I get back on the cardio. So then I get my 40, 40 minutes in on cardio, but I do okay. light weights because I don't want I might have muscle mass that can build really fast, but I try to keep it toned. I stay toned. Yeah, definitely. And, and by the way, I'm, brought, I'm glad you brought that up, Kathy, because um, when you do when you do weights and cardio, so anaerobic, anaerobic, uh-huh. 
Uh Um, So when you do weights, you always want to do the weights first before you do the the cardio, the aerobic. And that's because the first 20 minutes that you're working out, you're burning carbohydrates. You're not burning fat. So you want to do the weights while you're burning the carbs. And then by the time you get on the treadmill or whatever cardio you do or run or whatever cardio you do, now your body is already starting to burn fat right at the beginning of your cardio or fat. Because hmm. my coach makes me do cardio in the first when I walk in, and then I do weights. Well, maybe to warm up. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. I was just thinking that. It just went through my mind. You know, do that warm up. And it's fat mm-hmm. burning. That's what I do. I, I hit the fat burning, not anything else, no running. You know, I just do that fast walk. And um, and then I hit the, the weights, and then I come back and do what I want for 20 minutes. So yeah, I can see. Yeah, I can five, feel a five-minute warm-up is always good uh, to do a five-minute warm-up. And then, you know, you want to loosen the muscles a little bit and then do the, uh, you know, five-minute warm-up and then the weights you know, ideally for about 20 minutes and then the cardio for about 20 minutes and then you're, you're good. Yeah. 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 yeah but it's, it's fun. I kind of some of my friends are, you spent too much time at the gym. And I go, not really. But cause by the time I get in there, do what I need to do. And then I'm walking out, I'm out of there within an hour and a half. So I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it every other day. I mean, it's so different <laughs> if I went hiking or, or play tennis or something like that, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, however, you can get it in. Um, you know, if, if it's the gym, it's the gym. If it's outside, it's outside. If it's inside, it's inside. Right. Your own house. You know. but, so, however, you can get it in. But, um, but for those who who are overweight or even those who are obese, like you said, just start a little at a time, a little bit at a time, and it'll come off. And. Um, but anyway, yeah. this has been a really good show. Anything else you want to let us know about the health issues with America's having today? That's that pretty much kind of kind of describes it the way that I kind of described it. Um, there's always stuff to talk about with health. <laughs> As you know, I, I could I could talk to you about or anybody really. I could talk about health for three days straight, nonstop. Because there's always yeah. so much to talk about. And there's always these new trends coming out, too. And, you know, the problem is, is that an, un, you know, an uninformed person on health will not know which trend is right and which trend isn't. And so that's part of my job, too, in, in informing clients is they'll, they'll say, hey, did you hear about this new trend? And I'll say, yeah. You know, and I'll sell, tell them this is this is a good thing to do because of this reason, and this is a bad thing to do because of this reason. So, you know, part of it is just is kind of following the trends and just getting educated on what's just a fad and what's actually helpful. I have something. So, um, there's one thing I want to ask yeah. you, and it's out there to hit on Shark Tank and everything. It's that um, it's like a jelly. Can you eat at night and it's supposed to burn all this fat off your body? Do you know what I'm talking I about? haven't heard of that, so I don't know. I can't speak on that. Yeah, um, it's a, it's but a, yeah, you got to be careful with those claims, obviously, in general. I just shook my hand. I thought, what, two or three of those pieces of candy that's supposed to burn fat through the night? I don't buy it. I, I'm sorry. I still Probably not. I, <laughs> I'd have to look more into it, but most likely not. I believe in walking and cardio. Sorry. 
it's it's always yeah absolutely i jason i worked out since i was uh 15 16 years old and i was in gymnastics so that's why i had to to build that muscle upper part muscle of my body but anyway um and it was always you know the gym the cardio 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 and i was taught that so that's the way yep. this way and your body carries memory i believe you know absolutely and you work out and you think you you gained a little bit of weight but remember you can burn it off again because your body has memory it's interesting Absol- how fascinating absolutely. the body is it has memory to lose weight yeah so if yeah you, like for example those guys out there they say oh i can't get my muscle back oh yeah you can you've done it before you'll get it again you know you always can so but anyway jason thank you so much for coming on my show it's really been fun. My audience loves you. I get a lot of emails and they want to know when you're coming on next. And that's why I brought you back. So I want to thank yeah. you so very, very much. And uh, there's a lot to learn when it comes to health. So for the summer's coming and everybody wants to be outdoors. And, and we'll talk about that. I'll bring you back towards the end of um, like August. And we can talk about the, you know, some fun things with health coming into the fall. That- sounds sounds great to me, Kathy. Yeah, if anybody wants to reach out, they can. Um, also, you know, someone wants me to, to you know, do a lecture out of those. For everybody too, listening so, to, you will be on my um, profile. Yeah, it'll be on the profile of under your name and stuff. So, you know, for today's show and. Uh, They'll find all that information. I'll have it all from. Sounds great to me. But anyway, but thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you for my listeners and for tuning in to listen to Jason and and learning about more what's going on with our health situation in the United States. Anyway, but thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you, Kathy.